This is the Pretty Deadly Self-Defense Podcast. I'm Susie Collick, the founder of Pretty Deadly Self-Defense. And I'm Kate Lismer, a writer, traveler, mother, and expat. As a woman who lives in a big city and likes to travel, I'm very curious about self-defense. I've never had any training, so I have a lot of questions. And I have a lot of answers. We figured you probably have similar questions too, and so we thought it'd be a great idea to share this conversation and put it in a podcast. So welcome to the Pretty Deadly Self-Defense Podcast. All right. So I feel like another sort of misconception people have is that if they're a very small person or if they're if they're lightweight, they're going to be, you know, at a really big disadvantage if they're um, the victim of a physical attack. And I wonder if you could speak to anyone who sort of has this idea that they're just too small or that's not going to really be helpful for them to learn self-defense. When I was training at my dojo in Los Angeles, my teacher ran a self-defense intensive for six weeks. And it was very traditional in its in the structure of the course in the sense that it was all like, you know, tap into your female rage and screaming at us and whatever he was doing. Um, but it was very, it was good, but it was intense. And there was a, we, I think two or three times, we had to defend ourselves from random attacks against one of the black belt guys who had put on a helmet with a black visor so we couldn't see his face. It was really disturbing. It sounds terrifying. Yeah, it was really terrifying. <laughs> and I was taking private lessons from this guy, actually, and it was still terrifying. I'm just like picturing Darth Vader. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> kind of. He was a great martial artist. Um, so during one of these sessions, my teacher asked another woman who was quite small um, to lay on the ground. I think she was laying on the ground on her back. And, and then he instructed the black belt to, to come and attack her. So the guy approaches her and before he actually, like, you know, she wasn't, she was in our, in the martial arts classes as well, but she was quite new. Um, so she was just still learning some of our basic movements and he comes to attack her. And before he can, he kind of goes to grab her And before he can do anything else, she suddenly puts her hands behind her head, springs up into a handstand, kicks him in the chin, and then does a flip. And then she's like totally ready Amazing. to take him on. And I was like, whoa, where did that come from? That was amazing. she a gymnast or something? I don't know. I know. Yeah. All I knew was she did yoga. Like, okay. I don't know where that came from. It was incredible. Wow. And I thought, what did... She could do that because she was so small. Mm-hmm. I mean, tall people can do those kinds of gymnastics as well. I am not one of those people. I'm also not tall, but nonetheless, I can't do that. What it taught me was she used her size to make herself very difficult to grab. Mm. And for the rest of that session, she 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 never defended herself in the sense of using some kind of technique. She just made herself really, really hard to get. She would curl up and roll away just as he was going to grab her again. It was impossible. He got really tired. <laughs> you know? It reminds me of like a um, video game or something. You know, you can pick these guys in Street Fighter. You can right. either pick like the really, the big guy or you can pick the like very small like Asian character mm-hmm. or whatever. And it's like, they're just as powerful. They just have completely different strategies. Yes, exactly. And like almost different superpowers like because of 
because of the gifts they are given. Right. But that's exactly what um, we try to focus on in Pretty Deadly in that, you know, we have the same advantages as somebody who is attacking us, but they're just, they lie in different areas. Mm -hmm. So all women, regardless of how tall any woman is, all women know, know how to make, you know, what's the English here? All women can make themselves very small, very fast. We all do it. We've all done it. Mm -hmm. We can weave through crowded areas without touching anybody. We've all done that too. That makes us small and difficult to grab. That's great. Those are great things. But if we're one-on-one and there's no way out, we're backed into a corner or something, um, maybe you're a very small person or a very small and slight person. You might not be able to use strength against strength. Probably not. But what you can do and what we focus on, and I think this is a general thing with martial arts anyway, and any other self-defense program is balance points. So you can't protect joints. You can't build muscle around joints. But when you understand how joints can affect balance, then it's easy for you to manipulate that to make space and get away. Kicking out a knee, pulling down on an elbow, grabbing the head and steering it off in another direction for three examples. Mm-hmm. And we've talked about uh, balance points on earlier episodes. I wonder if you have any other specific strategies or moves for someone who isn't going to be able to leverage any strength in a situation and maybe they're even compromised, like their hands or their arms are being restricted. I know you mentioned once like a headbutt or Mm -hmm. something like this. Do you have any other ideas if, if someone is restricted physically when someone is restricted physically only by the hands then you still have feet Mm -hmm. and you can go for knees right if somebody's straddling you and they're pinning down your hands right what you can do is shoot one hand up and pull the other hand down and that actually affects the other person's balance Mm -hmm. what i think we don't take into account a lot of times is that the other person is usually putting all of their weight onto one spot. So if somebody's pinned you against the wall, that means that their weight is now in three places. It's on both of their wrists and on their forward leg. Mm -hmm. So that means that you affect any one of those points and they're out of balance. It can be hard to affect wrists, especially with a guy because men are very strong in their forearms. And then you've basically got like 70% of this guy's weight on his wrists. That's hard to move. But he's got a knee. Mm -hmm. You can always kick that knee. You know, he can't protect that. You kick the knee, you affect the balance. Mm -hmm. So again, just sort of utilizing, uh, I don't know, what joints or limbs are available to us. Right. So it's it's kind of the next level. You know, first we look at what what part of our own body is efficient and effective in this moment. And then that once we learn that and we learn how to move our body in this way, then we can start looking at the other person. Mm -hmm. You know, what's exposed? Where are the vulnerable points? Balance points are always vulnerable points. Right. Can you think of any other, I don't want to say like, defenses or excuses, but any other sort of misconceptions people might have about 
their abilities to learn self-defense or their abilities to actually defend themselves? Um, can I think of any other? Well, I'm wondering, I don't know, because we've talked about like age, size, just being a woman. You know, mm-hmm. I think we've talked about this in the past too, where there's sometimes this feeling of like futility. Well, yeah. Well, I think one of the, I think one of the things that that really affects women, um, and 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 other vulnerable populations, but certainly affects the way people think about self defense, is that it's not for real. Mm-hmm. People don't really believe it. You know, like yeah, I can go do my self defense class because I know I should do it. It's on my bucket list, whatever. But I don't really believe that any of this stuff is going to work. You know, I feel I've done what I'm supposed to do, but yeah, it's if, if if push comes to shove, if things get real, I'm still screwed. Mm-hmm. So this is, you know, I understand it because I I believe the same thing, but. I think that we believe that because of the way that self-defense is presented in the world, you know, and the way it's traditionally been taught, you know, now, now things, as I've said before, are changing. You know, there's more and more female self-defense instructors who are looking at much more realistic situations that women deal with. Um, but there's still a lot of male self-defense instructors. There's still a lot of people that believe that it's, you can really only learn self-defense from a man. So, but, you know, that has that double, it, it's like a, it, it's a catch-22, and it's not a catch-22. It's a... The double-edged sword. No, it's not no. that either. It's <laughs> um, uh, rock and a hard place. Yeah, something. Okay. Um, but what it is, is like you, when you go to one of those classes, you will, that's what you walk away with, is that, you know, for a second you're empowered, and then you realize, like, I don't believe this is actually going to work. Mm-hmm. It's like so many things, though. You know, it's this, like the ways that we hold ourselves back by the stories we tell and it's sort of self-fulfilling. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think we don't, yeah, we don't, we don't appreciate just how powerful we really are, mm-hmm. you know, and, and for good reason, because there's nobody to point it out to us. How are we supposed to know? You know, how are we supposed to know just how accurate our brains are when we're taking the measurement of another body or of a distance. Mm-hmm. One of the things that we that I talk about in Pretty Deadly is I always ask people, have you ever crossed the street when the light is red but cars are coming? And interestingly, here in Germany, <laughs> I always expect no one to ever admit to doing that, but actually people are pretty honest about it. So people do. We all do. And I ask people, have you ever been hit by a car when you've done that? Two or three people have been hit by cars, unfortunately. This example isn't working. Yeah, but no, but most people haven't. And my example is, you know, do you know that calculation? If you're walking at four kilometers per hour and you have to cross 10 meters and there's a car coming at 35 kilometers per hour, how much time do you need? Right. Nobody knows the answer to this question. I don't know the answer to that question. And yet... I've made that calculation correctly every single time in my life. Mm-hmm. Right? And I've made it like that. Right. I'm, I don't think about it. I judge and I go, oh, I've got plenty of time. And then I can switch that 
in the moment as well. Like, oh, I've got plenty of time. Oh, shit. No, I don't. Yeah. You know? Right. <laughs> and granted, a couple of people have been hit by cars because they've miscalculated for whatever reason. But my point to them is always, yeah, but I'll bet it was only the one time. <laughs> After that, it's ours. You've, you've, you've done it correctly ever since. Or so, you haven't had that chance. <laughs> you haven't had that chance. But but the point is, is you know, that is a fairly sophisticated calculation. I mean, for me, I think that's a sophisticated calculation. And the fact that our brains can accurately compute that mm -hmm. in a millisecond right. is incredible. That's how powerful we are. Mm-hmm. Without, it, yeah, without really even thinking. Yeah, I mean, I, I flunked out that. of math twice, and yet I can do that. Yeah. Um, some people, when they start a class at Pretty Deadly, they talk about feeling like prey, and mm. other people are predators. Those two, those two words are forbidden in my classes. I don't know what my other trainers do, but actually I told them that it should be forbidden for them as well. But for me, it's forbidden. Because the idea that there are predators and prey, that we are prey and the other people are predators, is giving them all the power and telling ourselves that the situation is hopeless. Right. Mm -hmm. There's a biological definition of predator and prey. And by that definition, we are also predators. Right. It's We have the exact same set of tools. We may not have the same motivation. We may not have the whatever is wrong in somebody's head that makes them want to hurt other people, mm -hmm. right? But physically, we have the exact same set of tools. Mm -hmm. Even if you are restricted to a wheelchair or you're visually challenged or you can't hear at full auditory capability mm -hmm. or any, you know, you still have the same set of physical tools. Pretty Deadly Self-Defense is a self-defense program developed by 20-year martial arts veteran and violent crime survivor, Susie Collett. Based in Berlin, Germany, you can also find Pretty Deadly in a growing number of cities around the world through the Pretty Deadly website or the Pretty Deadly app. Learn more about Susie and the Pretty Deadly community at prettydeadlyselfdefense.com.